It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup of all that goes on in the world of sports. And once again, I have with me my good friend, Mr. Rahul Puri. Uh, Mr. Puri, how are you, sir? I am very well, Mr. Khan. How are you? I am also doing well. And today, for the first time in our podcast, we have another sports buff and a friend of both Rahul and me, Amul Vikas Mohan. Hello, Mr. Mohan. What's up, Khan? What's up, Puri? <laughs> It's a terrible week to get Amul on the show. That's what I was telling him. It's yes. the worst thing to do. It's a terrible week, but it's, I think, a good week for us because we have we have a lot to talk about uh, in this week. And uh, Amul is also a sports buff. Uh, his favorite club happens to be a club that both Rahul and I uh, love to hate. Uh, it's called the Chelsea Football Club. And uh, yeah. he's our guest on Just Sports, so let's have some fun. Uh, what are we going to talk about? We're definitely going to talk about Chelsea and uh, what's happening with uh, Conte. We're going to talk about the refereeing because that's something that I think Rahul will definitely have a point of view on. And we are going to talk about Rahul Dravid and how Rahul Dravid is and has done so well for Indian cricket. So let's start with Chelsea. Rahul, it all seems to be going wrong with Chelsea because, I mean, they're losing matches. Conte is looking as frustrated as frustrated can be. And everybody's saying that he's pretty much at the end of uh, end of his reign. Well, I think that's that, that's looking the 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 likely scenario, doesn't it? I mean, um, you know, you saw Conte last season uh, when Chelsea were you know imperious on their way to the title, um, you know, and he was a man with such passion, and he enjoyed his football, and he enjoyed his success. But really, from the start of the season, um, you know, that's been really missing in in him. And, uh, you know, I think the signs were there early that all was not well um, uh, between him and, and the board. And uh, I think that, um, you know, what you've seen over the last couple of weeks is uh, it all come to a head. And... and Conte, to me, looks like a manager that desperately wants out. That Italy job has come up um, again. And uh, I think he's already had one stab at it. I, I think he wants another stab at it. Um, I think that, yeah, I, I, you know, I think he's, he's gone in the summer. I, I, I really do. Pretty much. So, I mean, let's, let's bring our Chelsea fan into it. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I want to tell to Amul that, you know, you guys change football managers... You know, more than I think we all change clothes. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, we always end up winning. But I yeah, I end uh, up winning. <laughs> yeah, always end up... Bro, let's not talk about trophies in the last six years for both of you all. <laughs> but that's let, like, I'm not getting there. I think as a Chelsea fan, I can see great body language shift in the way Conte used to be. And it is not only last season, like Rahul pointed out. It is as... Like as far as three weeks ago, sure. Chelsea won a game against Brighton. I think three weeks ago, two weeks ago, uh, a Premier League game when they they cruised. They were they won three nil. They were all over them. They scored some beautiful goals. The Conte's body language was still that game. If you see that game, Conte sure. didn't celebrate a goal. Like you yeah. know, Conte celebrates a goal. Like he likes to do that. He's like Klopp. I mean, Klopp and Conte in terms of celebration, Raul, are pretty much. And you could, there. and I could see it then. Like I could see as a fan, like he's so dejected, even when they were playing good football. 
I mean, it's been such a strange situation at Chelsea. I mean, you know, you knew that they were looking for a striker. Um, Morata came in in the summer, and you know, he started off really well. And and but you know, he he's had a he's had a difficult time of it um, of late. And uh, you know, when the transfer window was open, you were hearing these really odd stories. You know that. Chelsea are looking at Andy Carroll. They're looking at Peter Crouch. Yeah, you know, you were thinking this is just bizarre. What is happening at Chelsea? Um, and they've gone and got Oliver uh, Giroud from Arsenal um, as a centre forward. And he was on the bench. No, and I, I was listening to an interview um, uh, with Conte after after they lost three 0 to Bournemouth, and you know the interviewer was asking him about Giroud and. Conte just wouldn't talk. He just wouldn't say anything about about Giroud. And I, I wouldn't be at all surprised um, if he never wanted did Giroud there in the first place. And, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's such a st- strange situation at Chelsea with Conte. But having said that, um, it is a situation we've seen at Chelsea before. Um, and uh, it just seems like history is repeating itself, quite frankly. Yeah, but, you know, I just want to ask Ramul as a fan. I mean, is it, is it, I'm sure it's frustrating because at every second season, the manager seems to go through the same problem. Yeah, I think that's the main problem. You look back, even in the second season of... Uh, Mourinho. No, no, no. Not second, second time Mourinho came along. But I'm saying second season of Carlo Ancelotti. We, he won, in the first season, he won the Premier League. He won the FA Cup. Everything was good. The second season, we finished second to a good United side. Uh, they were flying all over the place and they, they went ahead and they won the league. Amazing. He got fired in the hallway of Everton where Chelsea drew a match that day. Uh, that's how soon. But the thing which I think that, which is a clear pattern, I don't know if you all see it that way because you probably don't follow Chelsea as much as I do. But the thing I see as clear pattern in the way Chelsea's board behaves is that the season after you win, you need to reinvest again. Chelsea's board doesn't do that. Uh, if you see last season also, we won. Great, we won. We won ideally with the same team that Mourinho's second uh, second sure. tenure sure. had. Uh, and ideally, we won the league with the same team. It was Fabregas, Costa, Hazard. Same people, same players who did it a year prior to that. Then Leicester won and then we won again. Uh, then you needed new things like Costa because wanted Costa to go. was going and yeah, Costa wanted to go. Fabregas was old and you know you needed Every, now. So I think Chelsea does just doesn't get the second season right, and hence you see this pattern developing because second season doesn't go right. They fire a manager, a new manager comes in, he works his magic, he, he rejuvenates the entire team around him uh, with his philosophy. And then again, it goes. But the problem over there, Amul, and I think Rahul also, I, I want to bring into it, is that you'll run out of managers one day. Eventually. Eventually, you'll run out of people. I think who right come now, to the that's club. the problem right now because who do you go for who now? Who do you go to? I mean, they're going to, they go to Barcelona. Yeah, for Louis. Like, for Louis Enrique. They want, Enrique. To, they, they want to bring him over here. I mean, but, you know, Rahul, I mean, that's the problem of, of, of Abronovich being such a. I think now. I don't want to use pig headed, but no, just being so. But, but I think now there's a bigger problem. I feel now because with with Kotoa not renewing his contract, Hazard not renewing his contract, when you give these key players, these players who can demand anything in this market because this sure. market has gone to the fucking dogs. Uh, so yeah, so now it's just got to that point. If you get a new guy in, uh, do these key players who are now going to be in the last year of their contracts, uh, their contracts you don't want Hazard to run down his contract. You don't want a Kotoa to run down his so contract. So do you, do, you do you see Rahul a bigger problem for Chelsea? I mean, it's not just about Conte. 
No, it's not. I mean, you know, at some point, um, I think the Chelsea fans themselves are going to get annoyed at the fact that Roman Abramovich seems to be running this club like his own fiefdom. Now, um, at the start, it was fine because, you know, he was he was providing the funds that, that basically um, helped fund, you know, the, the last sort of decade of success that Chelsea have had. But the problem that you're going to get and the problem, the issue that you're going to have is, is that Chelsea remain a club that, that players um, and managers don't really stay at. And, and that means that you're going to see an awful lot of change at the club. And, um, you know, I think that Mourinho um, being there the first time and then coming back um, is a prime example of, of really of, of, of the issue that Chelsea have where, you know, they, they at some point they're going to have to just keep looking back at managers that they've already tried. And, you know, I, you know they bring in Luis Enrique and, and, you know, they give him sort of three seasons and one season he takes to sort of rejuvenate his squad and then, you know, maybe he gets it right the next season and, and, and wins something. But then again, uh, as Amul points out, you know, you, you don't have this reinvesting in a squad. And we know that in competitive football these days, you know, you're only as good as, as, as you were last season. And you really need to put money into the squad season after season. Um, and it, it's, it's just a, a, a cycle that Chelsea have got themselves into that they really need to get themselves out of. I think we all know that, you know, for Abronovich, the... the the holy grail still remained the Champions League, something that Chelsea has not been able to do. I mean, yes, the Premier League is there and all of that. You won it in 2012. But they won it. They won it. It's been five years. You won it in 2012. Yeah. But that's, I think, you know, one of his things of saying that I want the Champions League. And but you can't win if you don't have good players. Like, sure. Right now, the biggest problem in the last two weeks, Chelsea's lost to Bournemouth and to... Uh, Sorry, I'm forgetting the team. Uh, the team that you lost, Watford. 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 So, two matches back-to-back. You don't have a striker. You're playing with a false nine with Hazard as its striker. Sure. You get lonely because Hazard is not a player who likes to hold up. Why would he not play Giroud? I mean, he's sitting on the bench. Giroud, Giroud couldn't play in the Bournemouth game because he wasn't his transfer. But he could have not. played in the Watford game. Exactly. So, they bought him on the 60th minute. That's when yeah, Chelsea I mean, actually I mean, went and looked nice. Yeah. But Summer, I mean, I, I mean, I, I just want to throw in that I, I just don't think Giroud is a Chelsea player. I, I just don't think that Chelsea play that way. Um, if you look at what Olivia Giroud does for Arsenal, I mean, he's this guy that, you know, holds the ball up and, and gets his head on the end of crosses. That's not the way Chelsea have, have played. They've never played like that. You know, they, they've, they've never really... Even when they had a Drogba. You know, but again, but Drogba was a different kind of player. You know, he was much more physical than Giroud. Um, and, you know, I think that... I, I just think that Giroud is a, a, a board purchase that they've put in front of Conte. And, you know, unless they sack Conte in the next couple of weeks, I, I, and if they allow Conte to sort of run out the season, I, I honestly don't see Giroud playing an awful lot. Yeah, I think that's going to be a problem. And I think, as a Chelsea fan, I think Amul is not really happy about the situation. Uh, Rahul and I are sitting on the sidelines and kind of grinning at him to say... No, actually, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. I, no, no, I, I know. Really I know not. I, it's, not, I, it's not good for football. It's not no, good no, for it's football. It's not just a question of good for football. I... I um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the greatest Chelsea fan in the world. Everybody knows that. But I honestly thought that Conte was a breath of fresh air last year. His enthusiasm, the way he spoke at the press conferences, um, you know, he was just so great for the league um, to have. And, you know, to lose a manager of that quality, 
Um, I just think it's a real shame for the game um, yes, in England. Absolutely, I think the EPL would be would be you know poorer without Conte. So, I mean that's for sure. But I think problems abound at Chelsea, and I think right now it's just about finishing in the top four, which is their realistic target. You yeah. know of of. I think that's everybody's realistic target at this point, apart from yeah, Manchester. It's, it's a, yeah, it's finishing the top four without actually finishing the top three. For top three, actually, yeah. Because yeah. I think just, top one is taken care of. The top one has been taken care of. It's again going to be blue, which is not good signs for all of us. But yeah, okay, never mind. Moving on from Chelsea. Uh, something once again that you know has been spoken about and uh, has again uh, been the topic of discussion has been the refereeing. And yes, I saw the Liverpool game, and uh, it was abysmal. The refereeing. I mean, even though you know I was happy with the result of the game, but at the Same end here. of the day, we were all happy with the result of the game. But uh, at the end of it, refereeing is becoming more and more the talking point. Rahul, I mean, it is. It is in the need of an overhaul. Well, it's a disaster. John Moss is a, a terrible referee. Um, uh, he's been a terrible referee for an awful long time. And, uh, you know, the game on, on, on Sunday night just absolutely highlighted that. Um, I thought it was a terrific game, um, I, I'll be honest. Um, yes, as a Liverpool fan, you know, I wasn't particularly thrilled with the result, but I thought it was an excellent game. And I thought that um, in the end, the 2-2 result was probably, um, it was probably deserved. Um, it was um, uh, a, a game which Spurs really didn't deserve to come away um, being beaten but the refereeing I mean the quality of the refereeing the absolute sideshow um, that John Moss got himself into with first the penalty that he awarded um, that Harry Kane missed then the penalty at the end where he literally trots over doesn't give it then literally trots over to the linesman who says something and then he, he changes his mind I mean it is just inexplicable what is happening? Yeah, he also he also apparently asked the fourth referee to say, "Did you watch anything on television?" Which is not allowed, obviously. It's inexplicable what is happening to referee. And I, I wrote something on Twitter the other day um, that you know I, I'm 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 great with all this VAR stuff and you know linesmen being um, referees' assistants and not linesmen and stuff like that. But come on, the buck has to stop with the bloody referee. I mean, if he doesn't see something then either he's not looking. And what was bizarre was that he had a great view of that of that penalty. What he needed to go to the linesman for in the first place, I absolutely have no idea because he was right there. If he was right there and he didn't see something, then he didn't see something. I, I, I mean, I, it's just, I, I was... I was flabbergasted. Yeah, I think it's been, it's been happening in pretty much a lot of games. Uh, Rahul Arsene Wenger had made a point about it. I mean... Mourinho obviously makes uh, hundreds of points about it. Even yes, even the game against Watford. Uh, yeah, Conte made no. Bakayoko got sent off for two of the most. Yeah, absolutely. That was not. That wasn't the yes both, card. Both, both were not a yellow card. It was. It was Bakayoko was sent off. He was sent off for two challenges that on another day you, you they wouldn't even get yellows. They wouldn't even be yellow cards. It it is there is just no consistency in refereeing. Um, you know, uh, uh, and in that game, I saw something else. Like I'll point out at some point, there's this player who plays for uh, Watford, Richardson, the 20-year-old Brazilian. He uh, got yellow carded in the first half. In the second half, he made like some crazy fouls. The referee actually called the opposition captain and Richardson towards him and told them, if he does it again, I'm going to send him off. 
when he's already made like two crazy tackles on Hazard. Why don't send him off? Like if you were being honest and you were you deemed you gave it to Bokayoko in, in, in like yeah in, in in a span of three minutes correct and you're waiting for a hole and what did Watford do in the next game in the breaking game they took him off like it was, it's just crazy when you're doing it in the game I think refereeing I think Rahul I think the point we have been making for a while and you know we've spoken about it in other podcasts also is that it's not about VAR I think the refereeing needs to 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 you know. Be better, and it's not just about technology. The standard of referees need to go up. No, absolutely more than that. Somewhere, you know, I, I, look, I've been watching football an awful long time, right? And and referees, good referees. You know, I, I remember a referee called Keith Hackett, who, um, you know, back in the late eighties and the early nineties. I mean, he was a fantastic referee. Um, Pierre Luigi uh, Colina, everybody remembers him um, yes. being one of the best referees. They used to talk to the players. You know, they used to talk to the players constantly, you know, not just reprimand them, not just... They used to chat to them constantly. They don't do that anymore. They don't talk to the players anymore. They don't tell them, listen, kid, that's out of bounds. Don't do that again. You know what? Behave yourself. None of that happens anymore. It is just... When do I make a decision and how do I make a decision that I think the referees are thinking, how do I get my name in the paper? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty much abysmal. And I think if something is not done, either someone is going to get really badly injured. Exactly. One you know, or I mean, some player will just give it back to the referee because I mean, at the end of the day, they are professional players. You need to, you need to refer the game the way you need to raise your standards. I mean, that's, I think the bottom line you need to raise your standards of referees I just think that what it calls for is is a bit of consistency if you're a football player and you know that if I do this consistently the referee is going to send me off you will not do it but if you do not know tomorrow to, that you make a challenge and you don't know whether the referee is going to send you off for it or not the next time round, you are absolutely confused as to what is happening. And the problem at the moment is there's just no consistency to the refereeing and that leaves the players completely confused as to what they're doing. Absolutely. And that is the problem with refereeing. So that's all about football. We don't have too much of time left on the podcast, but uh, I think we definitely need to discuss Rahul Dravid and the under-19. Rahul, I think the best part about the under-19 triumph for me was the bowling once again. I mean, we have some seriously good bowlers coming up the ranks. I mean, that was something refreshing to see. They were fast, they were quick, they moved the ball around. You know, there was something good about the, the young lot of, of bowlers that were coming out. No, it was a terrific performance. Look, you know, I... I can't remember the last time probably Australia in 2003 when they won the World Cup in South Africa where one side was so much better um, than the others and 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 that Indian that young Indian side they were just so much better I mean it, it was like you know men versus boys quite frankly um, out there and what I liked most about it is that you could see uh, a dravid stamp on that team you know there was there was a work ethic about them um there was a grittiness um to them and then, of course i mean as you mentioned there was an awful lot of talent as well but you know i, I think that dravid has has put a, a a real stamp on that side and i, I you know even uh, we, we're very good in this country of, of sort of running down um, achievements. And I, I've been reading stuff in the press 
um, over the last couple of days of how few of the under 19s actually make it to the to the to the full Indian squad. Um, but I think that if um, a lot of these kids, these guys see Dravid as a mentor, um, I can see a lot of them making the, the full India squad in the years to come. Yeah, I think it would. And I think Amul would agree that... Absolutely. I think it's a great uh, side because you're seeing fast bowlers. India is generally known for spinners, producing some world-class spinners over, over the last... And good batsmen. We know that. Yeah, bats, we know yeah, that. So I'm talking about bowlers, but it's so nice. Like, these are hard pitches. They're just running in fast they're putting it fast they're making sure that that there is a there are force to reckon with and then nobody like nobody can overtake them in absolutely that and i think and that see, sense of and confidence to see, and to see under 19 bowlers board at about a 140 145 it's crazy you it's know unheard of for indian bowlers. it's unheard of rahul in india to bowl 140 145 consistently and i hope that the bcci really takes note of that and i hope that the bcci really wraps these kids up um, very well because the last thing in the world that you want to see is you know these bowlers bowling you know 140 142 145 and then you put them through what are difficult conditions in India to bowl fast on and you know they really just get run into the ground and they lose that pace you know we've had fast bowlers before you know you Umesh Yadav and and Varun Aran and, and you know they can bowl fast but what tends to happen is is that you know either they get trained not to bowl fast um, or they just get run into the ground and I, I just hope that the the board looks at these boys and says you know what this could be our fast bowling attack five years from now um, let's really look after them Yes, and I think maybe in that aspect also Rahul Dravid would play a large part because he would have said exactly the same thing that you are saying today. Another Rahul, Rahul Puri. Uh, it just goes with the territory, I think. Rahul alike. Yes, absolutely. So, I think it's. I think he must have said the same thing. So, hats off to him and hats off to the Indian, you know, under-19 team. Uh, we only have that much of time. We've actually done a long podcast today because we had a special guest, uh, Amul Vikas Mohan, uh, a huge Chelsea fan, uh, a bad week for him. But it was interesting to get your perspective, uh, Amul. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I've been calling for him for a long time. Yes, and we will it's be awesome. back again. We yeah, will be back awesome. again and we'll do this more often. And not just about Chelsea, about other football clubs and other sports too. Thank you very much, Mr. Puri. That was Thank you, Mr. Khan. Thank you, Mr. Mohan. podcast with you. And I shall see you next week once again on Just Sports, where, like I say, if it's a penalty, a goal or a hole-in-one, we'll cover it for you. Thank you very much for listening. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.